This is 400 Plus. I'm Mark Sims. My guest is Cyron Smith. Cyron Smith is the founder of the National Block Club University. Welcome to the show, Mr. Smith. Uh, you know, Mark, uh, we, we've been rocking and rolling for almost two decades, man. And every time I always thank you for being an elder black man that, that believes in giving uh, opportunity to a younger black man. So I thank you for this platform on Easter Sunday, uh, Resurrection Day, for those who believe. And um, I'm looking forward to uh, sharing my thoughts on the big question you texted me uh, yesterday. Well, I don't want to be a call to elder to maybe 65, definitely, let's say 70. So well, let's wait a few more years. I don't I think I'm too young to be an elder. Here we go. Cyron Smith, Cyron Smith, you know we have a new mayor here in the city of Chicago. So will Mayor Brandon Johnson, will Mayor Brandon Johnson dramatically reduce neighborhood crime here in the city of Chicago? Well, you know, Mark, when you text that to me, I gave you my answer via the text, but I want to expound on it. And the, the uh, response to you was no city, no city can dramatically reduce the violence or the crime in their city. No, no, no city can. And Brandon, I'm excited that we have a black family that's going to be occupying the fifth floor. So I'm, I'm grateful to that. I believe all the people that ran should um, at least uh, work with this man because at the end of the day, it shouldn't be about individuals' personalities. It should be about the uh, less fortunate in our city because some people are doing well in Chicago, Mark. And so it's not about everybody. It's about the people who need layers of support, who need help. And so I hope those people on the north side that's doing very well will humble themselves and be willing to uh, give a little bit so that the people who are not in that great shape can pr uh, press forward. I do think that he he was consistent in his approach that he's going to invest uh, in areas that's been disinvested. But again, uh, Lori Lightfoot did that. <laughs> you know, and, and one of the challenges that I see for any city, especially the third largest city in America, is if we just pour money and resources on top of a rotten foundation, we're not going to be able to see the real structural and systemic change that we really need to see in order for any investment to take root. And we got a rotten foundation in this country and in Chicago. So that's, that's why I said to answer your question that he can't dramatically reduce the crime in the city of Chicago. Hell, Name me a city in America that dramatically reduced the crime. And if you say a city like New York that dropped this crime down, uh, moving people out the city, if that's your definition of reducing the crime, then then hey, go for that. I don't think removing people is the way to fix it. That's just moving a problem somewhere else. We have a structural and systemic problem in this country, and we're not going to get away from that until we really, really deal with the root of it. And the root of it is that the broader society allows for death and destruction to take place in, in less um, important locations in this country. You got dogs and religious groups that if you said or did anything to them, all hell would break loose. And unfortunately, in inner cities, especially Chicago, people look the other way and they worry about their pets more than they do about other people's lives that don't look like them or who they don't have to interact with. So that's the long answer, Mark, <laughs> to that uh, question. Can he reduce crime? Uh, he can reduce some crime, yes, but that shouldn't be the goal that we're just going to reduce or drastically reduce crime. 
We want to help people live out their best versions of themselves. And the way we do that is by making sure that we hold people accountable, that we uh, get justice, because a lot of stuff is, is uh, unfortunately, it's lack of justice why we see us, you know, staying where we at right now. You can't have the black community in Chicago where you have every other ethnic group controlling the economics and then say, we're going to help everybody. The Arab gas station owners, we do helping them so that they can stay in black neighborhoods taking money out. That's helping everybody. No, we don't need to help them. We need to have some justice there. We shouldn't have everybody in certain neighborhoods taking the resources out. What we gonna help the the Asian community with all the beauty supply stores in the black neighborhoods, all the you know the nail salons in the black. If we help everyone, then we're gonna keep the blacks on the bottom because they should control their economics, like Chinatown, Greek Town, and Little Italy. So that's the challenge for any mayor when they say they want to help everyone. No, everyone don't need help. Some people need justice. They need to be held accountable. They need to lose. Sometime I just wrote a piece about <laughs> losers. Like we gotta, we gotta be okay with some people being losers. You think about the Civil War. This is the problem we have right now. Uh, there's a privilege in this country where even the losers are coddled. We just saw the uh, Jill Biden, the president's wife, want to coddle the mainly white Iowa uh, group because they play hard or because they, they it was good for women's sports. But what do that say about the, the blacks who went through hell to get to where they at? And now you want them to share the stage with others. But that's that same coddling of the losers that you don't want them to feel too bad. We did this with the Civil War. We gave reparations to white slave owners because they felt bad that they was losing their property. So you see that? This is the problem we have of the foundation of what I'm talking about. So no, you can't stop crying when you got <laughs> we won't lose us to lose and, and losing don't have to be forever you lose in a season you know so some people got to lose in chicago the the business community might have to lose i mean i mean they meant to give up a little money i know i know what you're saying let's no, let's, but no, let's not let's not coddle that no you need to lose and it's okay to lose because some people have been losing their whole life i've been losing so, for so years, so wait 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 so lose. define define losing in this context I, I, no, I, no i don't want to lose i don't want to define because here's the bottom line some people are doing well and they've been doing well and they was passed down wait, wait, so when you say they way. have to lose what does that mean it, it, it's gonna mean something different on education it's gonna mean something different on economics it's gonna mean something different with senior citizens yeah. so i'm what i'm saying is i want your mentality to be where you don't have to all the time win that's the privilege unfortunately so you you're, you're tired of rich white folks winning huh I, i'm tired of the structure of this company where we got nine states that's 90 percent white that says something. That means that every year they're going to elect white senators who get to go to the Congress and make policy decisions to send more money to Europe than Africa. So that, that's a structural problem in this country. The fact that you got Mississippi, the blackest state in the union, but they control the House and the Senate in that state. See, these are structural things, has you know very minimal to do with actions, just the setup of it, the, the way it's built. Is wrong. So, you know, so if white folks have to lose, they have to have some type of a modern day civil war, which some people are sort of saying we have it in a funny way. So because we we didn't get ourselves out of slavery, white folks had to fight each other. Then they sort of let us free. You know what I'm saying? So you but so good white people or the other white people have to tell the other white people or fight the other white people like y'all going to have to lose. For for some of these black folks to start winning. So so so, yeah, you you adding a little clarity. I see where you're going with your question. So let me say it this way. Uh, helping, and I'm going to keep it on the racial side, helping black people is helping society. 
Let me say that again. Helping black people is helping society. And that goes to Africa too. You're not on your cell phone if it ain't for Africa's minerals. <laughs> We're not saving the planet unless we get lithium and cobalt out of Africa. So everyone needs Africa and African-Americans to win. And so it's the human thing to do to help the people who've been suffering the longest on planet Earth. Like Noah, there's only seven continents, Mark. There's only seven. And one continent have been exploited by all the other continents except Antarctica. <laughs> so, 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 Ron, why should somebody who have power and money or money and power, money and power, why should they give up some of that money and power? Well, I'm not speaking to them, though. Like, I, I think we got to recognize that no one, everyone should do for self first. I'm talking to black people. White people will see over our example that we're not trying to hurt nobody. We're not trying to. Uh, uh, see you on the bottom. We help people. When that white guy went in Charleston church and killed the black people, they forgave him that night. That's who we've been. We've been forgiven to a fault, to our own detriment. So I'm not talking to the white community right now. I'm talking to black folks of the power that we have, the strength that we have, the resolve that we have, the blood that goes through our veins of us being able to pool our resources together and make Chicago safer. We got three sides of town in Chicago where black people are still the majority. West side, south side, east side. You got west sides who don't know east sides and vice versa. We have to know that the power lies in us coordinating, not unifying, coordinating. Because unifying is a, one of them terms that I think you, you'll be going around in circles on. How do we coordinate? How do we get your retired carpenter daddy to know the children 17, 18 that want to be carpenters? That's coordination when we get that retired carpenter to work with the kids that want to become uh, carpenters. So to me, that's what has to happen in order for us to make not just Chi-Town safer and better reducing crime, but this nation, which I think third largest city, got to lead the way. Chicago. Well, I, 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 no, no, man, this is a little side here. I'm going uh, in the wrong direction here, if you will. I hate hearing the third largest city. When I was a kid, this was the second city. It was the second largest city. Pretty soon, I think the uh, Dallas Metro, Dallas Metropolitan Area. Yeah, no, no, I said, well, no, let me say this again. I could be wrong. The Dallas Metropolitan Area could be larger than, uh, than the Chicago Metropolitan Area because people are running to the south and southwest. But they were running to the south and southwest when I was a kid. This is nothing new because they got central air down there. And they've had central air for a long time. So, yeah. uh, so it's not about the size of Chicago. I don't want to hear about the third largest city because, uh, uh, you know, that's another. No, no, uh, I, 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 I think you can't diminish. You brought metro. Wait, 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 wait. I understand that, but the point is that if Houston wanted to get what they, the Houston got bigger, they did a lot of annexing, like they did annexing here. They annexed Inglewood, right? So that size thing is it's nice to talk no. about. But we no, could, no, no, but I, wait, 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 wait. Philadelphia was like the third largest city. I mean, I'm the, so yeah, my thing is that we, I know what you're trying to say, though, but the point is this. Black folks, we don't like, we've been arguing about who's black and how to be black. I say this on, our sh on my show a lot. Black, in 2023, people still refer and make reference to Mark Sims because his skin is lighter than a brown paper bag. You, and I understand these dynamics. You got Negroes who won't even do a 10 minute podcast with me because they afraid that we might agree on something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we don't, we, we are too tribal because that, and that is a, a, a legacy of slavery. And until we get over that, we'll be talking this same discussion 1500 years from You know, I'm gonna disagree with that. I, I think the, the key mark is structure and system. What you're talking about is individualism, I'm talking about individuals. And what we lack is the right structure, which is the alignment 
and then the system, which is the process that's going to take. Your, in your household, you got father, daughter, mother, um, son. Now, that's the structure of the household. But you making your son take the garbage out every Thursday before the garbage may come is the household system. So no matter what Black people do, no matter what we behave like, there's seven states out of 50 that's 90% white. That's structural. That has nothing to do with actions and behavior. That's structure. That's the makeup. And what I'm saying is, what is our makeup that's going to turn things around? So we can critique Black people and our behavior. But like you say, that's because of, we've been traumatized. What is the makeup? So when I say that we got this new structure, and the structure says Chicago in the middle of the country, middle matters. Middle matters. Middle is the core. So we can't get away from why Chicago has historically been so important to Black people because it's in the middle. It's not East Coast New York. It's not West Coast LA. It's not South. It's in the middle. And the core is where you get strength from. So we got to recognize the power of Chicago, unlike any other city in this nation. So what I'm saying is, what is our new structure? And this is where you might not want me to go off on a tangent, but the new structure is every Chicago zip code. And if you look at zip codes, we got 66 zip codes in Chicago. Gary only got seven zip codes, just so you know how vast that is, how important that is, the zip codes. Every zip code is linked to a different city. Because okay, we're okay, in the okay, you know now you're talking because you know you already know wait, I was wait, going wait, there. Wait, wait, you but I, I, my, my next question, gonna my next question is going <laughs> to, my next question is going to go there. The National Black Club University has been around for how long? I was hoping we ain't had to talk about the organization. I want to talk about the structure and system. Screw okay, okay, wait, 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 Who wait, wait, cares wait. about the organization? Okay, but, but okay, but people need to know a name of an organization. Like people believe in Jesus. They but love why they their. Wait, 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 wait. They people who love Jesus, a lot of them, not all of them, go to a church and the church has a name and they affiliate and affiliate. I mean, they, their identity is aligned with that church. Do you understand that? So if, if it's, it's got to be, you got to have a name. Church is, is in your heart. So I don't oh, agree. OK, OK. Wait, wait, wait. People, no, <laughs> people love their church and people love their pastor. They ain't never seen Jesus. They ain't never seen God, but they seen their church, their physical church, and they seen their pastors and the parishioners. Do you understand? So when you talk about a system, they like, this is amorphous stuff, man. Give me some concrete stuff I can put my hand on. And, and so and, and what I'm a re, what I'm a reject is going with what society say we need to do. That's what society say. I need a physical. I'm gonna go again, intellectually, I'm gonna go with the 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 uh the mentality that we have to have. So whether it's an organization or not, what is the process? Everything is a process. Everything yeah, is wait, a wait, process. Wait, 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 wait. You, you, you learn what you learn from the U.S. military. What branch you were in? Uh, Navy. You was in the Navy. It's called the Navy. Yes, they have systems and that and that, but it's still the Navy. You understand that? No, no, no. I get that. And and, and, and what I just described is system um, and, and structure. Yeah, people have people have to have a name of that structure. They have to have something they can put their eyeballs on. You understand what I'm saying? I understand that's how they want to do it. But what I'm trying to teach in my time, God giving me is to not have to always conform with what the society that you didn't build and construct tell you you have to do. Well, if I tell you, Mark, that this is how you can take a test, you don't have to say, well, what's the name of the process? How to take? No, I'm telling you the steps you can take so that you can know how to uh, not 
rush yourself when this, this test comes before you, how to read all four questions, all answers, and then come up with. See, I'm telling you, probably I got to tell you, this is the rubber rules of order, whoever it is. Like, I think we got to get away from that, always wanting to assign it to a name and a title. And for no, what reason? No, you so you got to have the name, the Robert rules of order. I'm sorry. You got to have a name. But no, I was telling you before the Robert Russo, I was telling you the process on how you can look at all four questions, answers, and then come up with which one is the best out of those four. Process. You don't need to know who who created that, you know? Yeah, it's good yeah, to yeah, know but you, it, but you don't listen, have listen. to know it to see if it's a sound reasoning or not. I don't know you how know? long I'm going to let this go because this podcast is going good. We had this conversation last podcast we had it over the many, many years. I have a podcast with five people listening because I'm not giving the masses what they want. People want to be entertained. They want full clothing shelter, be entertained. They want their problem solved. I'm not offering that. I got five people listening. So what you are offering is it solving people's immediate problems? Is it entertaining them, providing them full clothing shelter? Do you understand what I'm saying? We we couldn't be around almost three decades if we wasn't. We we uh so yes we are. Okay. Is it I, wait, 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 wait. Like I said, I got five people. I can be around a long time. But Mark, when you say you got five people, I already know your analysis isn't on point. You got five people that you can see. I guarantee you it's people watching you, studying you, taking notes from what you're doing and not letting you know that. Okay, so that's, then that's, then that's, 10, to 15, that. that's 10 to 15. But I'm saying if you don't offer <laughs> what people want, they ain't going to buy what you're selling. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I disagree. Mar. I get results all the time from people who are resistant. You know why? Because it's a dynamic approach. It's not one way of doing something. So I, I, I know firsthand. Wait, 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 wait. I understand. Use the term scale or scalable. When I was a limo driver, what's the guy who had the Harlem Renaissance zone? Jeffrey Canada. I drove Jeffrey Canada years ago. I love telling the story. And I asked mm -hmm. Jeffrey Canada, what you do is so great, but how do you scale it? Mm -hmm. And you can't. Mm -hmm. you, cause they, well, he, he, for one, he's in New York. Chicago not accepting New York. I'm talking about scaling it and even in New York because what happens is that you have a great organization, but it, I don't think it's scalable. Does that make sense? Oh, I, I'm going to disagree with you <laughs> because we're doing it in L.A. We're doing it already. So I, I have tangible results of it already being uh, uh, across the country and, and across the world in Africa. So and you, and you know, I know. And you know, most people do, don't want don't do what you do. Because if they work for a state organization, some other philanthropist mm -hmm. or the philanthropy mm -hmm. gives them money, they mm -hmm. get paid. They cut yeah. themselves $50,000, a couple of hundred thousand dollars helping right. black people. A lot, right. of, a lot of people are making big money off of helping black people. They have a 501c3. Some people make right. little money. Some people make thousands and hundreds of thousand dollars. And they're saying, we're helping black people. We're stopping crying. Oh, yeah. But I'm cutting yeah. myself 150 Gs, oh, yeah. which I'm yeah. not hating on them. But this is how yeah. the game is played. And, and, but you ain't playing that game. And Mark, I've helped people like I ain't gonna say the artist's name, but this person had their own foundation. They they millionaire and they still had to come to us for a list of people in our zip codes so that they can reach out to give away their turkeys. So what I'm saying to you, Mark, coming from a place of real examples on rich people who still had to come back to the block by block. See, only the post office and census bureau can tap that that we can tap dance on their scale. Ain't nobody else going door to door at scale like what we're talking about. So even rich people have come to us so that they can get the list. Yeah, yeah. But for, you know for Mark Sims, for what I do, for what I do, Mark Sims, little podcast, what I do don't make sense because it don't make dollars. So you're saying what you're doing makes sense because you don't make no dollars off of it.
it, 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 I put it to you this way. We're built where money don't matter. Let me give you an example. The tornado just, just happened in, in Rolling Fork, uh, Sharkey County in uh, Mississippi. Two people in our network, we raised $300 for the family so far, and we, we still raise it. So if you guys want to help, please do. But the people that gave, these three people who put up $100, haven't even donated, well, one of them donated their $12 to us. How many groups, organizations going to reach out to their people and get them to get money elsewhere instead of themselves? So my point, Mark, is we do this every day where we get people to help causes and efforts. And it ain't even about our little $12 we ask for for what we do. And I'm telling you right now, most entities can't even survive if they operate that way. So you're not, you're not concerned about Cyron Smith cutting that fact check of 100, 150 grand with your 501c3, right? You're not an uh, average Negro. I'm not criticizing y'all who, if y'all do this, but most of us do a 501c3. We help a few Negroes. We cut ourselves a salary. We take care of our families and we keep it moving. But that's not your goal, is it? No, no. We Our goal is 46 million black people donate $1 a month. That's our goal. Very clear. So you want you think people are going to buy in to what you're selling and give you a dollar? <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. Now, how, how long have you been asking for this dollar? Um, November 20th of next year will make 30 years. And why haven't 46 million Negroes have given you a dollar yet? Well, if, if you think about it, Mark, it goes back to number one, when the church collection plate goes around and people, this again, why you got to understand the process. Number one, you're there. So that's one benefit. I, I can't be everywhere black people are to get the money. The next thing is there's a, a plate that goes around. That plate is a tangible object that signifies if you go participate or not. So there's some embarrassment if you don't put some in the plate. So that's why the church can be highly effective extracting on Sundays because of the process. Here we are just calling you. You got people with their bills on the table who ain't paid their bills. So they go remember to donate to you. So we're working against or upstream because of that, the good news, Mark, and the reason it's taking so long, because we had to build mitigations to each barrier that I'm talking about. How do we be in all these neighborhoods, zip codes? How do we have a collection plate that can go around and put a little pressure on people to do their dollar? And that takes time. You're not going to no, For one, no one else has done this. No one else has done this the way we're doing it. So it took three decades to get to where we at now. Yeah, I know. Like I say, people will give... Uh your organization, uh, donation, $1, whatever you're asking for, if they know you exist and if they like you or you are. But the only thing they do it to shut you up. If a man would do it just because the woman standing next to him just to shut you up. So it's other way. Again, Mark, we've mastered. But what, what I'm saying, but the first thing is that they have to know you exist. Okay. Most they got to be told about us. They don't have to know. A woman can walk up to a guy. I'm, I'm with this group and, and he'll do it. Don't even know. He's doing it. Why? Because a woman is in his face asking them for something. So you don't have to know. You got to be engaged. Someone got to engage you. Somehow you got to be engaged, I would say. No, I, I understand. Uh, and of course, they have to know you exist. Uh, they have to like you and what you're doing. and Or, or they have to say what you're doing, Cyron Smith, can further my interest. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You know how this you know how this game works. So when, when it comes to black people, we are, uh, as they, I love saying in these shows, we're very uh, relational as opposed to being transactional. So they say, Cyron Smith, I don't know that Negro. I don't like what he does. I don't even understand what he does. And he ain't further to my interest, so I ain't giving up no damn dollar to him, anybody else.
Yeah, and, and what I want to do, Mark, especially when people, because we go go back to Chicago and, and your questions are dramatically reducing the crime. When you can't get a thousand people in any neighborhood to pull together one dollar, meaning you don't have the structure, meaning the people connected to each other and the system, the way for them to get it, whether it's PayPal, Zelle, Quick App, what you're really saying is we're not a connected community. We don't have the network necessary for even 1,000 people to do $1. So that ain't side problem. That ain't national block of unit problem. That's your neighborhood problem. You got people, you go out, they watching the car speed up and down the street at 2 in the morning. They can't even get $1 from everybody out there. So this is a bigger problem than uh, NBCU problem. This is how do we get a mentality of our people that we're better if we're connected and we need something that's low risk. That dollar ain't going to cause you an eviction. And we got to see if we can get agreement to do that. That's a mindset. And that's what we've been fighting to get our minds right. That is really bigger than the one dollar. This is about connectivity. I know. But there are other people who other nationalities, if you will, other type of Americans, they'll come into the African-American community here in Chicago or even in the suburbs. And they'll put up a store or whatever, have a service. And we patronize their services. Sometimes we have to patronize these other services, these people from other neighborhoods to come in our name. We have to sometimes. I, I totally understand. But they, but they say, listen, I'm going to fry these Negroes some fish. And, and some of us, not all, we come running. We're going to do some na- do y'all nails. Come over here. We're going to do y'all nails. And we come running because we want yeah. our nails done. It's very simple. People only going to get a niche in the marketplace. But that niche, that thousand customers, that cu- customer base they have is enough to make that business sustainable and they take that money back to their neighborhoods. Well, you call it a niche in the business world, they say a, a diversified portfolio. So the bottom line is you, you just don't have one product. You have multiple products. One might do well. One no, 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 wait, wait, wait. So, you, can, you can have one product, but if you have, but if you have a great product and you have a niche, that's all you need is a niche in the marketplace. Amwise uh, Bush was bought out by a Belgian company. They ditched all their theme parks and kept just the liquor. So what I'm saying is most people are not going to be a one trick pony. They're not going to do one thing. And if they do, yeah, they got a plan. The, and some people who started, a, let's say you start a small brewery, uh, what they call microbrewery. Mm-hmm. And Anheuser-Busch comes and buys you out. They give you an offer. You can't refuse. Mm-hmm. You're cool because you were making this one microbrewery beer. And they say, we, we want to catch. We don't want you to get too big. We're going to buy you out. Oh, yeah. yeah so, you yeah. know, you know how the game is played. Yeah. So it mm-hmm. it really does come to it's like uh, it's like I had uh, Seth Golden on the show. I know you get mad, tired of me mentioning white folks, and I mentioned white folks because I had Seth Golden. I had no wait wait wait, you, 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 wait wait. I know a lot of folks. A lot of people get mad at me because I have white folks on the show on the mother show, and no, I, I had Seth Gold, Seth Golden on, nice Jewish marketer, that kind of stuff. I'm losing my train of thought. I'm trying to bring <laughs> this back because Negroes get mad at me bringing white folks on, and I said, listen here. I asked Seth Golden, I got lucky, asked Seth Golden to show, he did it. I asked Negroes who are, got something going on, they like, who is Mark Sims? I understand. Right. right because right. the Jewish guy is self-actualized. He's not, he don't have the legacy of slavery. But he says, you know, you, you, you have a business and you try to first go to the smallest. You try to uh, uh, you know, take your business to the smallest viable uh, customer base, smallest viable customer base. And that's what all the other groups do. They bring all kind of businesses in our community. You would, well, think, black, you would think black folks would control the, uh, the hair care business. In no, the, in the, no, 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 okay, man. I, I could be wrong. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Because, see, here's what we got to know. The world, this is a global conspiracy. So they, he, when I hear advice from, you know, and I got white friends, so I don't want them to take, be offended at this. 
when I hear advice from people who have been privileged, and, and now when people, I ain't been, I had to work hard. It's a difference between uh, possible interference and guaranteed interference. Let me say it again. There's a difference between possible, anyone can meet resistance, but guaranteed resistance, meaning I see your skin color, you're going to get pulled over. You're going to get the worst treatment. You're going to get expelled from, from the house. So what I'm saying to my white people, I don't want you to get offended because you might have worked hard to get to where you are. But please know this. You're talking about a group that still don't even have their right last name. So, so we're talking about the longest suffering group out here or out of our, our continent. So for us, when they give advice, Angie's List. Well, guess what? Get better business bureau. You think racism don't play a part in those? You think they go judge blacks? Your business is weak in these areas. Yeah, it's weak because of some stuff that structural racism did. I, I know that. The show is over. I, and thank, first, thank you, Cyron Smith, for being a guest on 400 Plus. And so end the show, some inspiration, wisdom, whatever. Tell the folks a few words and, and leave us and close the show. Uh, as Jesse Jackson said, we got to keep hope alive. At the end of the day, we're going to get there. It's just a matter of what season, but it's going to come to pass where black people are not on the bottom all the time. That, that's that's what I would say. My number is 312 area code 405-8844. That's 312-405-8844. Salute to you, Mark. Keep it going, man. Stay consistent.